0: Hello, everybody. Hey, this is John Fenn, Church Without Walls International, C-W-O-W-I dot O-R-G. If you'll go there, you can sign up for my weekly thoughts, which is a weekly teaching that comes out by email on Friday mornings, uh, U.S. time Saturday in Australia on the other side of the dateline. You can sign up there, find out all our activities, all the things going on, conferences, videos, etc., etc. So... CWOWI.org. We're a worldwide house church network. We're all about the discipleship process, implementing our knowledge and, and ways of the Lord into our lives. It's a lifelong process. So that's why I do these Wednesday morning teachings. Today is part three of really a, a three part series that I started with, with showing Christ in the Old Testament. Now, the baby Jesus was born in Bethlehem. We get that, but the Bible claims that he was pre-existent, that he was always with the Father, that he was the Christ, the Son, who was given. God so loved the world that he gave his Son. That Son was born in Bethlehem and known as Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus who is the Christ, the anointed one. And so we're looking at Christ. We're looking at appearances in the Old Testament that he made. For instance, you all remember probably Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. And when the king looked in the fiery furnace, he said, there's a fourth man in there. He looks like the son of man or the son of God. Um... And so, and so that that's an example right there of the Lord in the Old Testament. But there are others, and I've been focusing on three separate things. The first one was talking about the word of the Lord. And I shared how young Samuel, the boy and who became a prophet, Samuel, uh, had the Lord appear to him in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 10 and 15, talk about how the Lord came and stood as he had at the other times and called out Samuel's name. And it says in verse 15 that Samuel was afraid to show Eli the vision, to show him what he had seen. And in verse 20, 21, it says that the Lord appeared to Samuel as the word of the Lord. And I shared how that began the the whole history of Israel where there was always a king and a prophet together. The same in the kingdom of Judah, there was always a king and a prophet. And it says throughout scripture that the the word of the Lord came too. And it it generally always is uh, some notation in there about what the prophet saw or who he saw when the word of the Lord came to him. One of the best examples I use was Jeremiah out of Jeremiah 1 verses 5 through 9. When the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, and said that I've called you as a prophet, and before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. And Jeremiah was afraid. He said, "I'm just a child. It's I'm, I'm a preteen. I'm a teenager." You know. And it says in verse 9, the Lord God, uh, the word of the Lord, put forth His hand and touched His lips. And so I talked about the word of the Lord becoming flesh. And so the next thing I covered last week was I am. Real briefly, when John chapter 8, how how Jesus uh, told the leaders of the day, he said, I saw Abraham, I knew Abraham, Abraham saw my day, he was glad. And they said, you're not even 50 years old, how is it you say you've seen Abraham? And Jesus said to them, before Abraham was, I am and they took up stones to, to execute him on the spot because he claimed to be the I am. Jesus made other claims to be I am when he was arrested. He he said, I am, and they fell, moved backwards and they fell to the ground, what we might call being slain in the spirit today, the charismatic lingo. Uh, and it's also, I, I shared about Matthew 14, how Jesus walked on the water and he came to them saying, take courage, I am, now stop being afraid. And how Peter challenged him with, if you are, then t- come to you, Come, command me to come to you on the water and Peter walked on the water. So that I am statement almost got Jesus executed for this reason. I am is who claimed to to speak to Moses out of the burning bush. In Exodus chapter 3 verse 14 it talks about how when Moses said who do I say is sending me the Lord responded I am has sent me to you. And that picks us up, takes us to today where we pick it up with the phrase Lord God. So first I talked about the word of the Lord, then I am, and now it's the term Lord God. In Hebrew, that is Jehovah Elohim. Elohim being God or the plural of God. And Jehovah comes out of the Elohim, comes out of the plurality to become the Jehovah, the one who who appears to mankind, who deals with mankind, whose whose presence in the lives of mankind is traced throughout the Old Testament. The Lord God is Jehovah Elohim, or the the Greek equivalent we might say today, or the the mix of the Hebrew and the Greek, uh, Jehovah, Yahweh, YHWH, uh, is an acronym, but it's Jehovah God, Lord God, is is what is used. Now it's important, and we can tie that directly to Jesus because when Jesus said in John eight fifty eight, before Abraham was, I am, and nearly got him executed. We go back to Exodus three fourteen to see the claims of Jesus. And Exodus three fourteen says this: God said to Moses, I am that I am, and He said, This is what you will say to the children of Israel: I am has sent me to you. And he goes on, he says, moreover, you will say to the children of Israel, the Lord God, the I am, the Lord God, the Jehovah Elohim of your fathers, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has appeared to you and told you to go to them. The Lord God of your fathers, verse 16, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has appeared to me. So there he, in twice, in verse 16 and in verse 15, he the I am claims to be the Lord God, the Jehovah Elohim. So what we're talking about here is that Jesus Christ has claimed to be the I Am to, and is clearly the Word of the Lord. The Word became flesh and lived among us, is what the John chapter 1, verse 14 says. And here we see him claiming to be the Lord God, the Jehovah Elohim. The I Am, who is known as Lord God, Jehovah Elohim. Why is this important? It's important because we see the Lord God coming out of the Elohim back in Genesis chapter 1. In verse 26, it says, and God said, that is Elohim said, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. That's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let us make man in our image after our likeness. And, and, the, and, and Elohim did that. And it says in Genesis chapter two and verse four, it's the first statement and it says this, these are the, the things that happened when the Lord God made the heavens and the earth. So what it's talking about is out of the Elohim comes the expression to mankind of the Jehovah Elohim, who later would identify himself as I am that I am, and Jesus would be standing there in the flesh saying, I am. It immediately makes Jesus the the word of the Lord, the I am, and the Lord God, the Jehovah Elohim. And so when you see Lord God, especially in the King James Version, when you see that phrase together, Jehovah Elohim, you know it's talking about Christ. And so there are examples in Genesis 2, verses 5, verses 7, verses 8, verses 9, verses 15, where it says that the Lord God made man, and he sculpted his body out of the clay of the earth, and the Lord God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And here we see the the, the person of Christ with the Holy Spirit, transforming the molecular structure of the clay sculpture of of Adam's body to become a living being. And it says, the Lord God put man in the garden. The Lord God walked with man in the garden. The Lord God took the rib uh, the, out of the side, the bone out of the side of Adam to to form Eve and bring her to him. The Lord God brought all the animals to Adam to see what he would name them. That is Christ. That is a pre-incarnate appearance of Christ in the Old Testament, that he was the one who sculpted Adam's body. An interesting link to this, I think, is uh, in the way that the Lord God, the Jehovah Elohim um, formed man's body and breathed life into it, turning that clay sculpture into a living being is found in in the Gospel of John when Jesus, I believe in in chapter 9, takes clay and forms with his spit a, a clay ball and sticks the clay in the eyes of a blind man. And and as the man went away and he washed, he, he came away seeing. I, I believe from that scripture that the Lord using the same principle that he did with Adam's body, that somehow the blind man's eyes were either malformed or not there, uh in John chapter nine, because he used the clay and the and the water, his spit and the and the clay of the earth, and put it. On or in the guy's eyes, in his eye sockets. And I believe that he, he. my personal belief is that that was the same thing. It's the same principle of what he used with Adam's body, turning the clay into living cells, and the same thing he did with that blind man. And uh, the, I don't have any proof of it, except contextually, of all the blind men that Jesus healed, this is the only one that they had to bring in his parents to identify who it was. So I believe his, his appearance evidently changed, was so radical when he got healed. And I, I personally believe that the Lord, Created tissue or whatever he needed in his eyes uh, to to make this blind man whole, um, and there are different contemporary um, stories of missionaries and such who've had similar experiences of of the Lord turning material into something else. But uh, anyway, um, so in, in Genesis 21, uh, Genesis 3:21, it is the Lord God who kills the first animal and makes coats of skins for Adam and Eve, and it's the Lord God who prophesies. Uh, of himself, essentially, that Messiah would come and he would be stung in the heel, but he would crush Satan's head. Um, it, it's um, when abram in, in Genesis 15, it is the Lord God who appears to Abram and says, "I am your shield, I am your great reward." It is the Lord God. It's amazing. In um, in Psalm 68:18, uh, in a quote from uh, Ephesians 4:8, it says that the Lord God has ascended up on high and given gifts. To mankind so that the lord god can dwell among the rebellious so that the lord god can live among the rebellious the jehovah elohim that is the person of christ who wants to live among the rebellious and that's why we have the gifts of the spirit that he can manifest himself uh, in our midst. Uh, in the Old Testament, you see Lord God or Jehovah, you see the Lord, the Elohim, this one who comes out of the Elohim, the Lord God. You see him named Jehovah Jireh by Abraham uh, in Genesis twenty-two fourteen. 14. In Exodus uh, 17, 15, he is called Jehovah Nisi, uh, the victory banner. In, in Joshua six twenty four, I believe it is, he's called Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. But it's that Lord God combination That is the one who spoke to Moses out of the burning bush, the I am, the Lord God, who Jesus said he is that person. He is the great I am. So that's an amazing thing. As you're looking through the pages of the Old Testament, realize that Christ was there as the word of the Lord appearing to the prophets. He was there as the great I am who appeared uh, to Moses out of the burning bush, and he was there as the Lord God, the Jehovah Elohim, the one who came out of the Elohim to become the Jehovah, the, 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 the one who manifests himself to mankind. Amazing grace. And so finally, that, that Lord God, that I am, that word of the Lord became flesh took on him as Philippians chapter two, verses six through eight say, uh, says that he he emptied himself and he took on him the human flesh and he found himself fashioned as a man. And in doing so, he humbled himself, even the death of the cross. And therefore God, his father has highly exalted him and given a na- him a name, which is above every name. That is the essence, how the, I am the Lord God, the word of the Lord became flesh. He was with mankind down through the centuries and finally became flesh and dwelt among us. And he is now the risen Lord. Uh, and that is who we know. That's who we we love and walk with. It's an amazing thing. He's always been there in the story of man, and he can be in your life as well. But I'll give you that this morning. I hope that's been a blessing to you. New subject line next week. Goodbye. God bless.